You've talked about healing this perfectionism. What about people pleasing? Because I know that's something that so many mothers and women actually, and humans, <laughs> everyone wastes time on. And I do say it is a waste of time. Have you experienced that? And how have you eliminated that from your life? It doesn't sound like you're running yourself ragged, trying to do things for other people. <laughs> I could say that as far as people pleasing goes, that is completely eliminated from my life. And it took time. A lot of the things that I teach women or I offer to women, as far as my own experience, is a way to create shortcuts where I had to take the long road. There aren't many things in this world that I learned quickly. Like a lot of the lessons in motherhood, it took me 20 years to learn. But I want to tell this to young mothers or mothers of young children so that they can avoid all the mistakes. And as far as people pleasing, I just realized over time it didn't get me anywhere. It didn't make me more money. It didn't improve the relationships that I really cared about. It made my friendships fake. Even recently, over the past several years, I've had to let go of people who I called my best friends because I realized that the relationships were so energetically uneven so that I was giving so much and they weren't giving anything or that they were giving a lot and I, that I didn't even really want. It was a lot of ways that I saw that it just wasn't even. And with people-pleasing, it's almost like walking into a store and someone saying, you know, this box of cereal is $3 and you giving them 10. For what reason? It doesn't enhance your life. It doesn't make the cereal better. So I've learned to make sure that all of my relationships, whether they're business, personal, romantic, you know, mother, child, whatever, that they feel like both sides are investing and people pleasing doesn't have a part of that. So I do work to make people happy or to offer ways for people to find happiness in their own lives. I do a lot for my friends. I'm a total yes person, but it's because every single person in my life would do the exact same for me. And it's not always tit for tat. Sometimes there's periods where I'm supporting a friend through something very hard for a big portion of time where she can't offer much back to me. But I know that when I need something that they would be there in the same way. I feel that that energy is there. But that took a long time to learn until mm. recently, really. Do you find it hard to let go of those friendships? Now that I've learned the lesson, no, because I know that it's not good for anybody. It's also not good for the person that's involved to be in that kind of friendship. So I think that it's for the benefit. At first, it was hurtful. It was painful because I was questioning a lot about my own judgment. And I felt like maybe I just don't know how to find good relationships. Maybe I don't know how to attract the right people in my life. But I had to let go of that too, that idea. Mm, what else have you let go of in order to find this space and spaciousness? It was not so much about people pleasing, but the opinions of others and just the greater opinions of society of who I should be and how I should show up. For instance, I'm a meditation guide who is from New Jersey, which you know people don't know the States. New Jersey is kind of like this ragtag group of people that are considered to be rude and we talk too fast and we drive too fast and like everything that's bad about humanity is like coming from New Jersey. So I have that little bit of attitude. And as a meditation guide in that world, you're supposed to be, you know, you're supposed to talk very sweetly all the time and be very calm and always say the nice and right thing. And that just isn't me. I felt like I didn't belong. I felt like people wouldn't relate to me and that I was doing it the wrong way. And as soon as I let go of that, of trying to be somebody different that I clearly could not be, I was failing all the time and said, this is my brand of meditation. You know, I'm loud. I talk fast. I laugh a lot. I smile a lot. I tell a lot of jokes. This is the way I teach. 
I lost some people, you know, but the clients, the audience, the relationships that I gained were so much more authentic and real and allowed my business to flourish, my personal practice to flourish. I let go of that idea that I should be a certain type of meditation coach. I let go of the idea that I should be a certain type of mother. You know, I don't bake. I hire people to bake for me. There's a lot of things I don't do. I'm not an outside mom. I say to my kids, like, let's play board games. And if you want someone to play outside with you, that's going to have to be dad or an older brother or sister, because I just don't like it. And I had to get honest with myself about who I was as a mother and also with my kids. Like, it's not that I just ignore them and say, I'm not playing outside with you. I tell them why. Like, that's just not something I enjoy. Let's do something else. Let's find something that we all like. So I let go of a lot of the shoulds and the supposed tos, and it freed me up to be real authentic and give space for me to do the things I do like to do. Mm, so powerful, isn't it? Because so often we can think that we have to do these things as mothers. But actually what I'm hearing is that you're modeling to your children how to be you and how they're going to be them. Exactly. Yeah. My oldest daughter who growing up, let's just say I'm a very liberal person and like politically, socially, and otherwise, and she's a very conservative person. And I I had a lot of fear around that. I'm like, oh my, who is this person that I'm raising? She's so different than I am. And I think though, from me going after my dreams as a woman, having a career and sometimes not being able to make time for them. And, and, you know, she's expressed some hurt in that and said like, you're so different with the little ones than you were with us because, you know, you get to volunteer for Girl Scouts and whatever, and you couldn't do that with us. I'm trying to make up for now. I tell her, you know, like you can come to me now. I'm trying to help you now, but I think in seeing that too, though, not always putting them first, putting myself first, that she is setting a path for herself. She's graduating from college this year. She is a scientist, which is the totally opposite of what I do. She already has her job secured. She wants this career. She's telling me she doesn't know if she wants to have children, maybe one, because she really wants this career. And I think that that is fabulous, that she grew up in a family of five children and this really big, strong family that was chaotic and fun and loving. But likes that, but also sees that she can have it a different way. And that's okay too. So I'm super proud of her. And she's opposite of me in almost every way. Hi, I'm Lauren. And I'm Nicole. And if you enjoy this show, you will love our podcast, Self Care Club. Every week, we trial a different form of self care and report back on the results. We've tried everything from cuddle therapy, setting boundaries, laughter yoga, and many more. Two friends who rarely agree on anything, testing out the world of self care so you don't have to. We've even written a book dedicated to self care practices that cost you nothing. You can listen to Self Care Club wherever you get your podcasts. Or to purchase our book, search Have You Tried This on Amazon. <laughs> 